Oh, here we are. Hi, everyone. This is Sipping and Spilling the Tea podcast with Riviera. And I'm so excited to welcome Dion and to talk to her about her books and oh, everything that's going on and a lot of questions that I have to ask her. So, Dion, you want to tell us a little back history about yourself and any projects, anything that you're involved in? Please do. Well, my name is Dion Grayson. I am, I could consider myself to be pretty homegrown. Um, I did elementary, middle, high school, undergrad, and graduate school in Milwaukee. Um, so career-wise, uh, Milwaukee has been very good to me. Um, I really love um, the experiences and opportunities um, that I've had here. And so um, my career really evolves around um, workforce development, capacity building, I have been an entrepreneur, gosh, for maybe 25 years now, and I'm always experiencing new things and enjoy it very much. Um, I enjoy spending time with my godchildren, nieces and nephews, my husband. And so I'm just excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Like, I know we were talking behind the scenes. I'm very honored and blessed to just have you come on here. Like, it's just... I'm just so speechless. So <laughs> I'm just so happy and stuff. So, so thank you, God. You just never know who mm -hmm. you run into, who you meet, and just like you said, it opens up a lot of doors. Absolutely. So I'm so so excited. So let's get into the questions. Um, I wanted to know what inspired you to become uh, a writer. Okay, so that's that's a really interesting question because I never really sought out to be a writer. Um, this might sound like an oxymoron, but I, I knew that I wanted to write some children's books, but I did not consider uh, writing to be a thing. And so um, I spent some time, uh, you know, taking notes, piecing together um, what I thought the books were going to be about. Um, I'm very passionate about people walking in purpose and gifts and careers. So I knew it was going to be something like that. I wasn't sure what the age range was, but um, there was a time where I just really felt stumped. And so I, you know, put everything to the side. And so I just needed to spend some time listening. And then um, one day, uh, Jolanda Rogers, who is, uh, she's the president of Talk uh, Publishing. Um, she came to me one day and she was starting an author lab where um, she was working with individuals to help them to become published authors. And she said, I, I want you to participate in this lab. I think you have something to say. And I was like, oh, OK, well, <laughs> I'll participate. And I thought that was going to be the start um, of my children's books. And that's what I wanted to work on. But it's not what I felt in my heart. It's not what I felt in my spirit. So um, the first book that I started with was The Making, Trust God to Be the Chairman of Your Boardroom. Mm -hmm. um, and now looking back, I see that um, that book needed to occur first um, before I wrote on, before I started writing on the children's book. So when you ask what inspired me to be a writer, I'm just now leaning into this is a real thing. Like <laughs> this, this is a career um, and it's something that that I'm really enjoying. And just now, honestly, just really starting to realize um, that that this is a thing. I just thought I was going to write some books. I didn't necessarily <laughs> consider myself to be a writer, if that makes sense. <laughs> I like how you said that. Like you didn't know this was just going to be uh, a thing for you, and you had to start writing the first book, which mm -hmm. I read your first book, and 
you kept talking about God's confidence. And I wanted to ask you that in your opinion, your perspective, what is, can you, I guess, define what do you mean when you say God's confidence? It is, it's who we are in him. I think as individuals, like for me personally, um, especially when I was younger, I spent so much time um, being insecure, a lot of time being insecure. And so when you're that way, you're listening to what other people are saying. Um, you have the like an unnecessary, very large microscope um, looking at yourself. And when you talk about God confidence, the focus is not really on you. It's on who you are in him. And the word of God says that we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We know that God designed us to do something very specific, and it's up to us to figure out what that is. So I know who I am in him. So even like with everything that I do, even coming on here today, you know, I said, okay, God, you provided this opportunity for me to be on this podcast. What is it that you want people to hear? It's not about Dion. It's about those who are benefactors. We're not doing this podcast and the two of us are just sitting here and you know, you're going to put it as part of your archive. It really is about those who are benefactors of our gift. And so for me, that is spending time, you know, in the word, you know, reading my Bible, praying, talking to the Lord and understanding who I am, who God says I am and not necessarily who Dion says she is when I'm sometimes I'm up and sometimes I'm down or what validation I'm receiving and not receiving. I love when you what you said that right there. And especially you said insecurities. Mm -hmm. I know for me and a, a lot of women and men, you know, we always forget about men, especially black black men. We all deal with that insecurities and doubts mm -hmm. that we don't know where to turn or who we are or we search for validation from people and we go out on our own and we never ask or let it be known, like God, guide us. Be be my tour guide. Help me right. out. And right. we just go on on our journey and we get lost and we mm -hmm. follow behind others that are not really good for us. So I'm happy that you pointed that out. That's I ever since I started my journey, it's been God, what do you want me to do? Is this is my calling, this is my purpose. Let me let me serve you and serve people and let me do the best I could do every day. Right. Like in Jeremiah 29, 11, in the message Bible, it says, um, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. And so I have to remind myself of that, you know, sometimes when I want to do something and or an opportunity presents itself and it's uncomfortable for me, I have to remind myself, OK, God said he knows what he's doing. He has it all planned out. He knows me. He'll design, he designed me. He's the manufacturer of me. Yeah. How dare I question that? You know, like how, how dare I question the maker? And so if he provided this, so walk in it, you got the goods to make this happen. You got the goods to make this great. So it's a constant reminder all the time, all the time. Yes, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And can you talk more, can you tell me more about your children's book? My son, I purchased one and my son, he loves it. He carries everywhere he goes. My niece, she loves it. The first thing that attracted me to your books is that I saw us, I saw me. Mm -hmm. And I could remember as a child looking at books that I never saw myself mm -hmm. in a book. And to see my son, I used to tell myself like, if I can have a book and my son could see him, he could just know anything is possible. 
that there's no such thing as you can't be this, you can't be what society try to limit us to be. So can you just go into details about your children's book? Because I really do love them. Oh, thank you so much for that. And your son is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So um, my book is called um, The Children's Gift Series. um, And it's you can purchase it on Amazon and on my website, buildingyourdreamsllc.com. But to your point, there's a couple of different reasons why I wrote this book. And number one is what you just said, is that when you look at um, all of the books, the children's book across the United States, just slightly over 10% of those books are a representation of um, Black kids being main characters. And so um, there's a level of, of confidence you know, that you have when you see yourself in the books. There's an, an I can that comes with that. When I go to schools and um, I'm talking to classrooms to the kids and when they turn the book around and they see me on the back, they're like, this is you? Like you wrote this? Like just the the excitement and like, how did you do that? And they wanna talk Mm -hmm. about it. And so I really think that it's important for them to be able to see themselves. And there's there's this movement where, where authors are really working to have better representation Um, with kids of color. I'm a part of this group with uh, Crystal Swain Bates. Um, She's a very successful children's book author. And um, I'm a part of her Author Success Society, where in her goal is to increase the amount of um, of books that have African-American kids in them as the main characters. So that's my number one reason. And then number two, I'm just very passionate about, like I said, people walking in purpose Um, about careers. And so I never think it's too early for kids to see I'm good at this and it connects to this career. Um, I think that's very important. And you're never too young to start learning that information. And then I think lastly is if if anybody out there is an educator, you know that repetition is an excellent teacher, not just for kids, but for adults as well. And so what I absolutely love about this series, there's 10 books. All of the books read the same. The only thing that's different in the books is it's a different character with a different career and a different gift. So if you imagine the kids reading through these books, they're seeing the same words across books. It builds confidence because they're starting to see words. The words are starting to look familiar. The colors that I chose for the book were on purpose. They're vibrant. The characters jump off the page because I hear so many so often you hear of kids and adults talk about how much they do not like reading. And that bothers me every time I hear someone say that. And so my hope is that with these books, with the black characters as main characters, with the vibrant colors, with the repetition, with the characters jumping off the page, that kids will develop a love for reading. So those are my reasons um, behind publishing the Children's Gift series. And I love your reasons behind it because the colors, yes. <laughs> my niece, Nair, she likes it. Uh, my son, again, he loves it. And when he looks at it, he said, hey, he's a builder. I'm a builder too. Mm-hmm. I like to fix things, ma. I like to do this. And he said, I said, well, you could be, you can make it as a career. And he said, really? You get paid for building, building things? Really? Mm-hmm. And it gives him so much excitement and he sees it. And when he's, when he sees his dad, he goes, look, dad, it's a book that looks just like me. And, and it just, he starts to love to read. At first he did not like to read at all. You can tell him like, no, I'm not going to read. He was very embarrassed of reading. And when we got your book and we read it with him every night, he started to like, it gave him confidence. Yes. 
and yeah. and it brought him to life. He's already <laughs> lively, but it it gave him that extra confidence that he needed for school to let him know that. And I will never forget he said this in the car that, "Mom, I can do anything mm. if I put my mind to it." Mm. And that right there, and his dad has noticed that too. Is that okay? Is that can-do attitude? And your book brought that. It gave. I, that's what I experienced with my with my child. And I'm just, I'm happy. I really, <laughs> again, I really I'm happy it, too. <laughs> that warms my heart because that, that that really is the intent. And you just, you never know what will stick with kids. You never know yes. what thing they'll see or something that'll be said where it really resonates with yes. them and it turns into something. You know, as we know, we see kids all over the world who are very talented. And a lot of it starts out at a young age that seed was planted. So I'm so yes. excited to hear that. <laughs> yes. So when did you know words had power? I know for me, my mom always said, you know, be careful what you say. Your tongue is a powerful weapon. When did you know that when you were writing books, like telling stories that words have meaning? I think for me, um, it's the re the response that I received from people, especially when, when I wrote my first book. I'm, I'm an introvert. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm a pretty private person, not that I'm trying to keep all these secrets, but it's just, you know, my temperament. And so um, for me, words were very powerful because in the making, trust God to be the chairman of your boardroom, um, I was really sharing experiences. Um, these are questions that people ask me all the time about how do you mix God in business? Like what, what does that look like? What is, what does having a relationship with God look like as you go navigate business every day? And so as, um, you know, people coming back to me, you know, saying, wow, I never thought about to pray about business decisions. I never thought about to have a conversation with God. And I never thought about to um, use like things that I'm fearful about, turn that into a task list and say, OK, because I'm afraid to do this, I'm going to do it anyway. Like I never thought about those things. So when I see um, those experiences that I've shared and how they've really blessed people and made them think about um, how they navigate with their walk with Christ in their business. I think that was, um, as far as literature goes, um, that was really, really eye-opening to me because this is not, this is information I was sharing privately, but not necessarily um, sharing publicly on a different, a different kind of platform. And I think that's, that's very important because like I said before, um, these books are not written for us to have them sitting on the shelf, but they're for those who are the benefactors um, of our gift and, and that book in, in particular has gotten some some really wonderful reviews um, just because it's very practical. It's very everyday. It's stuff that all of us go through and it's about decisions that we make. You know, we can either mm -hmm. listen to the voice of God or not. We can trust our instinct or not. And yes. either way, there's there's consequences to both of those decisions. Yes, that's so true. And I'm glad that you said that because when the company I used to work work before, we never discussed religion, you know, political, mm -hmm. you can't talk about this, you can't talk about that. And I used to chase after money, like, let me chase after this, let me get this. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I started noticing that wasn't valued. I started noticing I was going down a path not 
within my purpose, not within my dreams or what I was trying to accomplish in life. It took me to lose it all. Mm-hmm. And then once I lost everything, I would never forget. I prayed to God and said, God, I wanted to be a manager or director in the healthcare field. I want to do this. I want to build a legacy for my child. And I'll never forget when after I prayed, I started to cry. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't sad tears. It was cheer, tears of joy and happiness because after that prayer, I knew something was about to happen. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks later, God blessed me with a good job and it was able to support the dream and the purpose I wanted to start starting my journey. So I'm happy that you said that because when we allow God to take control of our life and we trust him and we be obedient, things started to happen. Right. And, and it's, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, and I was going to say, too, that um, I think sometimes people confuse that with being a, a Bible thumping, you know, at the job. And, and, and that's not what it is. You know, um, we're we're in rep- we're a representation of God in the earth. Like we look like Him, and so it's it's showing up at work on time. You know, it's it's doing what's required. It's being excellent. It's using your voice, um, and you know, then when you're asked questions, you know, it's an opportunity uh, to share who it is that you represent. But I think a lot of times, you know, people may not listen to us because of how we're we're doing things at our place of employment but we're supposed to operate in excellence you know and Mm -hmm. we listen and we spend time so that we can hear and get wisdom on how we are supposed to move and do different things every day you know the bible says he said if i be lifted up i'll draw men unto me so our job is to lift him up and we lift him up we don't even have to say god not one time but it's just how we move every day and our business uh, decisions and our interactions with one another. And I think sometimes people get that confused. They make it, you know, deeper than it really is. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. A lot of us do. And speaking of your book, Making Trust, uh, the Making Trust of God to be the chair uh, chairman of the boardroom, I like how you reference Goliath in the story. Mm-hmm. And what made you reference that story in in your book so with with that um so the the making is really about um i'm looking at the life and ministry of uh, david in the bible and how he rose to the king of israel and so um, when you just go back to one of the tenets of the making is sheep tending and so sheep tending is those are the things that you're doing that nobody knows about um that it's just you and god um and you're perfecting some things so while david was tending sheep He was spending time with God. He was singing songs. He was in worship. And then also that's when David became a warrior. Um, He had an opportunity every time uh, different animals like a lion and a bear would come and they would try to attack the sheep. He fought them. He fought them and won. And now David, he could have (laughs) easily, he wouldn't have been wrong if he would have ran up a tree or, you know, whatever to get away from the animal. But he took what he was doing seriously. He did it with excellence. And because he did that, he was training to be a warrior. So when the opportunity presented itself and he saw that um, Saul and his army were going up against the giant Goliath, like he, he already had some God confidence because he had been spending time with the Lord in prayer and in worship. And then he was practicing something privately that nobody knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So when that giant came and he volunteered, 
everybody looked at him like he was crazy, but there was a confidence that he had. He knew that he could do it because of what he was practicing in private. And so it's the same thing with our uh, with us in business. A lot of us have secret gifts. There's stuff that we're doing in private, in our homes that nobody knows about. And it's time to share those with the world. And sometimes we do it out of fear. We're afraid to do it because we're afraid about what people are going to think. Yes. And then sometimes we just need to make time, you know, to do what it is that God designed us to do. I remember the first I've been, like I said, I've been an independent contractor for, gosh, I've been an entrepreneur for years, over 20 years. And I remember I got a contract. I knew what I was ready for because what I was doing at home that nobody knew and an opportunity presented itself to me that I was, I was ready for it because I knew how to do it. But there was some stuff that I had to get together. Mm -hmm. So I accepted it. And then I got some stuff together and I did the contract and I'm still benefiting from that contract today. That was over 25 mm -hmm. years ago. But I knew what was on the inside of me because I knew what I was doing at home. I knew what I was practicing. I knew what I was perfecting. And so when the opportunity presented itself, I was brave enough to say, hey, I can I can do that. And this is why. And I took advantage of that situation. But you can only do that when you're practicing stuff in private. Um, you're building up that confidence, not looking at yourself, how you see yourself, but looking at yourself, how God sees you. I love that when you just said that. I strongly believe that you have to get prepared. Yes, you have to be prepared. I see a lot of people who want to be business owners and they are limited by fear or other people insecurities that is projected onto them of self doubt, but also why they're in the midst of living in fear. They're not getting prepared. Right. And then when opportunities right. come, they miss it. Right. Exactly. So I love that you said that because you always need to be prepared because you never know when you never know. God's time in the ride. You never know. And and you want to be able to jump at it. You want yes. to jump at this. It's always preparation. Always. Yes. And speaking of confidence, can you explain? Um, you told me this off, but for people who are watching, what is God's confidence? Can you explain that? God confidence is how God sees us as opposed to how we see ourselves. Um, earlier, um, I said that, you know, God in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, he says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. So when opportunities presented itself, uh, we have confidence in him that we can do whatever it is that we were designed to do. And it's really, you know, really just looking at the Bible and seeing what is it that God says about us? And 100% of the time, I guarantee you, it's going to be polar opposite of those negative things that we think about ourselves, those in, in, those insecurities that we have. Um, he is the manufacturer of us. He's the one that created us. And so when we're insecure, when we're fearful, um, when we feel like we can't, we're questioning the manufacturer. Just think about what a manufacturer does. We don't question the manufacturer of an airplane, no. right? Like the person who designed it, they did what they did. They knew what they were doing so that it can fly. God designed us. So when an opportunity presents itself, when when something is in your spirit, when you feel an instinct to do something, don't doubt yourself. That's that's you. But lean in to how you know he designed you to do it and just allow it to manifest. I promise, especially with public speaking, people are so afraid of public speaking. 
And it's like you do it, you know, sweating, whatever. But afterwards, <laughs> you don't die. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the world is still, you know, revolving. Yes. Like there wasn't this big earthquake. <laughs> like you are still alive and living. And we work ourselves up so much um, with this kind of stuff. And all we need to do is just say, okay, God, I see you how you see me. And you made me in your image. I am like you. You know, so yes, God made me of your image. Yes, yes. I I love that. I love your words. They're so encouraging, very motivating. They they motivate me. They touch me, like in my heart. When you say that I am in your image, mm -hmm. a lot of us. What can you tell a young man, especially black men in society? who um, is known or told that they're supposed to be just athletes, they're very limited or drug dealers, so much negative uh, things that they're put on. And we know we're all, you know, we all grow up in certain environments that limit us or some of us, we try very hard, but we always have those either the firemen or naysayers that said, you cannot be this. What advice do you have to tell the young men and women, of course, when it comes to that? Um, I think it really, it starts on the inside. And I know that there's a lot of people who are in really challenging situations. And so you, you have to believe that you can like you need to be able to see something different. And so I think that's the first thing. And you may not understand what different means completely, but you know that what you're in is not it and you want something different. And so I think once you once that wells up on the inside of you and you know that, that, that that's something that you want to do, you have to surround yourself with the right people. Mm. I do not know anybody that will, if you have somebody that comes up to you and they say, look, this is what I want to do and I need help. This is my situation. Can you help put me on a path there? There are people out here that are willing to assist with that. You know, they really are, especially if you're somebody that's serious, people will take out the time to, you know, have you participate in classes, whatever it is that you need to do. People will wrap themselves around you. Um, but I think you need to get serious. And you need to see yourself doing something different. Reach out to the right people. And then it might mean removing yourself from some people as well. And sometimes it's family. And, you know, and sometimes it's just for a season. And I know that sounds harsh, but sometimes your life really depends on it. You know, whatever your purpose is, whatever it is you are designed to do, or even just to live, your life depends on it. I like how you said that when your life depends on it. Um there's a lot of people out there that we use titles, especially family members as titles, as we feel obligated to keep certain individuals in our life because they hold a big title. And sometimes those individuals affect how we see ourselves, how we see ourselves or what we feel or we can become or do better. And I guess what I'm asking you is, have you ever run across that where you have to let a family member go? Or have you ever, what words do you 
do you tell yourself to for you could get the confidence or remove any negative insecurities that you have? So I, you know, my mother and um, she's been gone for about 10 years and I know there's some some separation things that she had to do in her life. And I remember one time um, her telling me that, you know, stuff that she's told other people that, you know, I love you, but I love me more. And that has always stuck with me, um, regardless of who it is. If it's a toxic relationship, if it's something that's just doing you harm, you could love someone, but you absolutely have to love yourself more. And I think um, especially as women, um, and I'll say I'll go as far as to say as black women, I think sometimes we we take on the world and we think we have to do everything um, we might not necessarily bow out because we feel like we need to handle it. We're being superwoman, wearing all these hats. Sometimes we just need to bow out and say, I can't. Sometimes we need to remove ourselves from situations, from people. And that is completely okay. There is nothing wrong with it. Sometimes it's permanent and sometimes it's temporary. I mean, I've done that with fam family members where there was a period of time where I had to back up because it was very toxic. It was very toxic. And then I had to come back and reteach them how to engage with me because mm -hmm. a lot of it was my fault because of things that I was allowing. And so that time away gave me time to reflect. And I said, we're going to do this again and, and we're going to do some reteaching. And so that was something that, that I had to do on my part as far as what I was allowing to take place. Ooh, I like that. Reteaching. Huh. <laughs> uh, I like that. Because you're reintroducing yourself over again. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I just love that. I That's something I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> reintroduce the new version of myself yes, to absolutely. absolutely. Yes, I love that. Have you ever thought your books are from your children's book and your books will, will motivate or inspire individuals? Yeah, I think, you know, just um, given the nature of, of how I'm wired, absolutely. Um, you know, I want people to read. I have the children's books. Um, then I have, you know, some things to go with them. I have a coloring book, a matching card game. Then I have the making. I have a goal setting journal because I'm, I'm a goal girl. And so I I want people to, to read them and believe that they can. Um, I don't want people to, sometimes we look at people and we think that, like they're special, they have some special gift, they have some special power. It's for everybody. Like everybody can accomplish goals. Everybody can walk in purpose. Like this is every single person was designed for something. It's no, it's not going to look like, you know, the person next to you on the right or to the left, but all of us, um, we definitely have something. So my books were absolutely meant to inspire, whether it's inspiring a child by seeing themselves in a book and then being introduced to different careers or an adult that says, this is going to motivate me to start goal setting. There was, I was at a, an event in Atlanta and there was these two women in their seventies. They were at the event and, you know, we talked for about 10 minutes and they bought the goal setting journal and they were talking about how there's some things that they need to get done and that they were going to work together to keep each other accountable. That blessed my soul. And so it's not just when we're young, 
you know, but when we're older as well, I mean, we still have things that we need to do. So I really do hope um, that is the intent of, you know, the books that I'm, the, the books that I wrote is to really inspire people to know that they can, that to believe that they have purpose and then for the babies to um, see themselves be inspired and develop a love for reading. I love that, especially the story about the older ladies, because a lot of us feel, or we've been told, we're too old to complete a lot of yeah. goals or careers we want to do. Like, you're too old, you can't do this. And it is it's, it hinder us from doing the things that we love, that we have right. passion for. So I love hearing that they had goals, they want to tackle them, and it's never too late. No, it's never too late. Never. never too late. <laughs> I'm a strong believer. It's never too late. This is Lee Tyson. She wrote a book before she passed away. And it was her first book. <laughs> See, look at that. See, you're never too late. And and I wish people could just grasp that and just mm -hmm. know, like, it's your life. Right. Live your best life. Yeah. Yeah. Life and is meant to be enjoyed. It is. Mm -hmm. And don't allow others to cause confusion or make you doubt yourself and not just others but don't allow yourself because sometimes sometimes it's us sometimes we need to remove ourselves sometimes we need to reteach reshift yes. and so uh, don't allow or others but ourselves too some of us are involved in things that we shouldn't be you know we're mm -hmm. sitting in somebody else's seat you know get up and allow that person to operate in their gift because you know a lot of times our time is up we're doing stuff that we're not supposed to be doing I love when you said that because a lot of us hold on. Oh, yeah. And we don't know how to let go. Mm -hmm. and we never see the beauty of goodbye or right. elevating to our next purpose. Right. We, we're so content of being comfortable. Right. Oh, yes. And that's a dangerous place to be. It is. <laughs> it really is. And you can get forced out too. Right. Right. So instead of getting forced out, let's transition to move along to our exactly. next step in life. Exactly. Yes. Do you have any new projects or any events you want to tell the viewers or you want to let us know what's going on? Well, I am the children's gift series um, is in the final edit of the Spanish version. Um, so that will be coming out soon. Very excited about that. And so I have people waiting on the Spanish version. So if you have children um, who are um, English as a second language or they're learning Spanish, it's good to buy the books and have them um, side by side. Um, I'm working on some, some videos that I'll be sharing soon, um, just uh, helping people who want to publish a children's book. And so I'll be sharing my perspective, um, one beginner to another, just uh, share some of my experiences with you. And hopefully you can look at those short videos and learn from them. Um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Dion Grayson, um, Dion Grayson by Design, and you'll get um, information on those. But those are kind of things I'm working on. And then I'll be, you know, I'm at different festivals and, you know, locally and across the country. So but those are probably the, the, the biggest things that I'm working on right now. And what advice or any healing tips or anything you could give to young women and men, of course, that are trying to walk within their purpose? So I think the first thing that I would say is lean in. Um, all of us have stuff that we're dreaming about. All of us have things that um, we're thinking about. There's some things that are gnawing at us. So I, I want to encourage you to lean in and know that God designed you to do it. 
And so you just have to be brave enough to step out. I promise you're not going to die. <laughs> the world is not going to stop. Um, there is great satisfaction in walking in purpose. And you'll be surprised at the things that happen, the opportunities that present themselves. But in order for that happen to happen, you absolutely have to lean in. So um, anybody who's listening here today, and I know some of you are like, oh my God, but I'm so scared. Do it anyway. I cannot tell you how many things I do afraid. Now that that's a rule that I have of mine is that when somebody asks me to do something or an opportunity presents itself and my reason for not wanting to do it is fear, I do it. The reason that I do it is I will not allow fear to have a foothold on me. Fear is not going to dominate my life and it's not going to dictate my decisions. So if I feel that emotion, I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm going to encourage you to do the same, to do it anyway. And even if you got to move your schedule around, I had to start going to bed earlier and waking up at a different time so that I can get some of my things done. My day is rearranged just to make some things fit. Sometimes we got to make some changes. And like it was said earlier, life is meant to be enjoyed. So in addition to that, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Figure out what those things are that are important to you, um, whether it's walks. You know, one thing that I'm doing now is when people say, hey, I want to meet with you or let's get together. I'm like, let's meet somewhere and walk. You know, I love walking. I love the outdoors. I love being by the water. It's a way to get in some good time with people and then exercising at the same time. So we absolutely have to make ourselves a priority because we have this vision for our lives, but our bodies have to be in alignment with that. We need to be able to get up and go and do the things that we need to do. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not able to do that. I love that. Don't live in fear. Mm -hmm. uh, move things around. Prepare yourself. Put God first in everything you do. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Deanna, it's been nothing but an honor just to have this chat with you and for you to share your knowledge, your wisdom, and all good things from you share with the viewers. And that's all the time we have. And I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I really can. <laughs> you guys, please check out her book. Oh, my God. Please follow her. This queen is, oh, my goodness. She's, she inspired me to be better and to really walk in my purpose and not to live in fear. I'm, I appreciate you. Anytime. You guys, thank you for watching Sipping and Spilling the Tea with Riviera and our special guests. And tune in next Sunday. Got great tips for health, journey, and of course, walking in your purpose and healing and loving yourself and living a juicy, joyful life. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye. Thank you, Dan. <laughs>